and welcome back to Gen Z's Digital Decalogue. I'm your guest host, Kate Kovac. Don't worry, Shivani will be back soon. She is at her first semester of college, and I will be taking over today's episode. And I'm sure you're probably wondering, hmm, who are you? Why should I listen? Well, let me, let me just explain, and then we'll get right into the normal vibes of the show, I promise. My name is Kate Kovac. I am the Lookup Community Engagement Program Associate. I'm also a certified digital wellness educator, and I've had a very long journey with my own mental illnesses, which are very specific to anxiety and depression. So uh, this just kind of feels like the right move. And I have run other podcasts before, so I'm very familiar with this format, and I'm actually really excited to be able to guest host today's episode. So to get back to the vibes of the show, a little bit about our guest of honor today. Anastasia Blasova is a sophomore at NYU Gallatin studying sustainability and design. She is an entrepreneur, artist, and host of Our Turn to Talk, a youth mental health podcast and film. You can find her work linked in the show notes below. She has collaborated with the Wall Street Journal, the Judd Foundation, NAMI, Half the Story, among other organizations on her work surrounding mental health. She's a Tory Burch Innovation Scholar, Female Founders Circle Member, and NYU Startup Bootcamp alumna. Anastasia is a firm believer in the power of storytelling to ignite the movement towards destigmatizing mental health with the hope that teen suicide becomes a thing of the past. She is a leader on a mission to heal Gen Z. Anastasia, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm thrilled to be talking to you. Yeah, great. Okay, so we normally start with like like rapid fire questions just to kind of get the ball rolling and to do some like icebreakers. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and just hit you with some questions. Is that okay? Yes, absolutely. Cool. All right. So the first one is, would you rather go on a hike or go swimming? This is such a tough one. My ideal scenario is go on a hike near a beach and then go take a dip in the ocean afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So I love uh, that's that. a cop-out answer, but I also just love the sound of it. So I'm no, go no cop-outs. That's a, that's wonderful creativity. Um, <laughs> I would, I would prefer your option too, 1000%. <laughs> and then, uh, okay. Would you, would you prefer pancakes or waffles? waffles even though I've been eating so many pancakes in the past month but I think in general I'm a waffle girl nice same me too do you watch Parks and Rec I've watched like an episode I think but never like fully the main character is like obsessed with waffles and I totally feel that with her yes them and me both yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) great okay and then are you a morning person or a night person morning all the way oh my god I wish all day long felt like how I feel when I wake up. Wow. Okay. (laughs) That I envy you. I, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Like I have no energy. Yeah. So I'm definitely a night owl. So if you can teach me some like tips and tricks, please like help me out. (laughs) I've got, I've got so many. No, it took it. I I don't know. I've always enjoyed waking up early, but especially over the past, I think especially since moving to New York City, where it's always crowded and chaotic at basically every hour of the day, except for early mornings, specifically after like 
Friday nights because obviously a lot of people are like hungover and all of that. And so they're laying in bed. So to get out early on a Saturday morning and walk around the city, it's so peaceful. So I, I really cherish those moments. Nice. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like it would just be like nice and Zen and like, it's for you. Like it sounds amazing. I just wish I could get there. (laughs) No, fair, fair. (laughs) Okay. Next one. And then, um, we'll have one more after, would you rather have super sensitive taste buds or super sensitive hearing? Okay. Super sensitive taste buds, because I actually would love to be a food critic at some point, (laughs) at some point in my life. So I think that would come in really handy. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, and then, okay, the next one, what word or emotion comes to your mind when you think of social media? Distraction. Mm, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, I think I feel like the first emotion I feel is like overwhelm and then excitement. Cause then it's like, no, I could talk to my friends. Like it's good. So yeah. 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 And, and like, when I say distraction, I feel like that can be a neutral term too. Yes. Sometimes you want to be distracted and take a brain break, yep. but other times it's the not so good distraction where it really does just suck you right out of the present moment and yeah. ends up wasting a lot more of your time than you anticipated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I think with that, I think that's a really great segue into what really initially sparked your interest in the digital well-being movement along with like the mental health movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mainly it was just recognition of my own personal overviews of social media. So I started realizing that I wasn't being as mindful as I would have liked when I was doing in real life activities. For example, I was just always distracted while trying to do schoolwork, or perhaps I was thinking of other things or reaching for my phone when I was talking to people or being um, easily on my phone immediately. And I just started to recognize that social media uh, just had such such control over me and I really wanted to learn how to set boundaries with it and basically develop my own form of digital wellness so I could have a healthy relationship with technology. Okay. Yeah. So you would say then that being on social media kind of hindered like the mental health side for you personally. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, also a lot of the people that I followed initially on social media because I had this fitness and health and tennis Instagram account when I was in middle school. So a lot of the people that I was exposing myself to on a day-to-day basis or whose influence I was exposing myself to on a daily basis, uh, they were always posting content about food, like what to eat, what not to eat, what workouts to do, what not to do. And there's just so much health misinformation and contradicting information that was out there and constantly bombarding me on a daily basis. And so it became really overwhelming and started to Impact the decisions that I made when it came to in real life activities like cooking and what to eat and what to work out or how to work out and like how many times I would work out and all of that. So it really started to take a toll on my real life and my real mental health. And I wanted to minimize the impact of social media as much as possible in my real life because I wasn't liking the direction it was heading in. Right. Yeah. That's I I totally feel the same way. I think sometimes you just like get on your phone and you're scrolling and 
you hear like one thought and then immediately after that there's like somebody else saying a different thought and they're both like certified therapists and you're like well which one do I listen to like <laughs> you're what? no you're so right about that because like, especially I mean I, I'm off of Instagram now but when I was still on it I, I was running this uh mental health youth mental health blog called this is my brave teens and on it obviously I followed a ton of like psychologists psychiatrists all these people who were actually qualified to be talking about the thing they're talking about again someone still had like contradicting information and I was like who's more qualified you know yeah yeah and you're like man what do I do I yeah totally Yeah. yeah great so then how would you define your approach to digital well-being like what does that look like and how do you go about that Yeah. So for me, what I did was one, I permanently deleted Snapchat years and years ago, like at the very beginning of high school, just because I didn't use it that much. And when I did use it, it ended up just being a waste of time. And so I was really, really, it it was really easy to let go of it. And when it came to Instagram, it was a little bit more difficult just because I used it on a day-to-day basis and actually enjoyed some aspects of it and wanted to keep it in my life, but eventually got to this point where I permanently deleted it in May of last year and haven't had it since. So my approach to digital well-being was deleting Snapchat a while ago, so years ago in the beginning of high school, because it wasn't something that I was super into. And I found that when I was using it, it tended to take up a lot more time than I wanted it to. And then years after that, so May of 2021, which is last year, right? (laughs) I deleted Instagram permanently, haven't had it since and don't plan on re-downloading it anytime soon. And I did that just because I felt best when I was off of social media entirely. And my definition of digital wellness is using technology to supplement my life rather than using Mm. it to distract myself from life. Mm. And so basically anytime that I'm able to use technology to add value whether that's reading an interesting article from a reputable news source or looking something up to make my education process a little bit more efficient or something. In that case, I view it as supplementing my life and not taking away from it. And so then I think that I'm practicing digital well-being. But otherwise, if it's kind of eating up into my in-real-life activity time or making me distracted or making me a little bit more anxious, then it's taking value away from my real life. And in that case, I, I try to try to just stop using my phone or my computer or whatever technology I'm using at that time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then what is it like to not have any social media like apps? And then like, so you're like living in the world without social media. What is that like? (laughs) It's such a funny question to be asked because I feel like I'm living in the same world that everyone else is living in, even though I don't have this thing that everyone else seems to have. Right. Um, I, someone was talking to me about this about like the other day and I was telling them, you know, at the end of the day, whether we have social media or not, we all live in our own versions of reality, you know? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. just by removing myself from the thing that the mass population is utilizing every single day doesn't mean that I'm all of a sudden entirely out of the loop or I'm not aware of cultural or social or political movements that are happening like there are so many other ways to obtain that information it's just in my reality I choose to obtain that information in a much different manner from Mm. the majority of the population and basically what that means is I simply just go to Apple News instead of scrolling through Twitter for my news or I actually call my friends and text them over iMessage or FaceTime them or schedule time to hang out 
instead of DMing them or sending them memes. And like, sure, there's some things I miss out on, for example, like memes or whatever, but it's not, I don't miss out on them to the extent that I feel as though I'm missing out on a huge chunk of life and it's taking away enjoyment and happiness. You know, I think that after deleting all of my social media, I simply adjusted my lifestyle. And I think also my peers adjusted to me, to my adjustment of my lifestyle. And now all of my, I mean, for the most part, my closest friends know that I don't have social media, but so if they want to get in touch with me, they simply just text or call me. And, you know, I think life just learns to adjust itself when you, when you make decisions that ultimately I think are best for me uh, in terms of like long-term health and happiness. So, right. Yeah. And that, you know, was going to be my follow-up question was like, what do your friends think? But clearly, I mean, if you state like, Hey, this is what I need. This is what I want. Like you would hope that your friends would follow suit, but it sounds like they're kind of, do they have, they kind of joined the cause with you of like, Oh, you know what? I don't need social media. Yeah, no, that's interesting. That's another thing I was talking to one of my friends about recently. And we were talking about how not having your phone in, for example, social setting sets the tone, you know, Mm. other people follow your lead. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it ends up in a much more fulfilling social experience than if everyone had their phones out or a little bit distracted here and there. And they brought up, my friend that I was talking to brought up a really great point about how if you find yourself not enjoying the conversation or not having anything to talk about with your phones away, then perhaps reevaluate your relationship with this person. And perhaps Mm. they're not the right person for you to be friends with. And maybe you actually don't have that much in common, you know, like if, if simply talking to someone with no distraction for 30 minutes or however long isn't interesting or fulfilling or rewarding in any way, then perhaps, you know, it's time to find some new friends or work on yourself a little bit. And that's what I think is so wonderful about being super conscious about your technology usage, because you're much more focused on yourself and, and others around you. And so you're, you develop this social awareness that I think oftentimes can get a little bit dismissed or covered up when technology is around you, because then it's always on your mind and you're always like a little bit distracted, you know, like I've, Mm -hmm. I've started to notice that, like, I have friends who like one of my closest friends from school, she like, she's like one of my best friends. Like this girl, I trust her with my life. I love her so much. And I kid you not, like sometimes you don't respond to each other's texts for like a week or like a week and a half. And there's yeah. no bad blood no. <laughs> between us. You know, it's like literally we're just living our lives and we're, we just happen to be busy. But when we do find the time to sit down and read each other's texts, we're responding with intentionality, you know, mm-hmm. and, or with intention, whatever the, the, the right form of that word is <laughs> in that case. But it, it, so it's actually really nice knowing that, oh, she's just, living her life you know staying busy doing things you know whatever like when she gets back to me she'll get back to me and it's no big deal you know I think like sometimes there's we've like I think because of social media and like constantly being connected we've developed this dependency on one one another and this expectation for immediate responses when in reality Mm -hmm. like sometimes it's just past our capacity to be responding to 10 people at once like at the instant they texted us you know and we kind of need that social break and so to sum it up, because I've been <laughs> rambling, That's fine. I think it just sets the tone for, for other people in your social group um, to also maybe put your phones away every now and then. Yeah. And it, it you're right. Like 
how you step into a situation really does set the precedent for like what the vibes are. And Mm -hmm. personally for me, if I'm in a group of people, especially new people and they're on their phone, I lose interest. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, like I'm right here. Like I would love to connect with you and like literally whatever's on your phone, it'll be there in like 20 minutes, like go to the bathroom, check it if you got to or something, you know, and then come back. So I definitely notice when people are on their phone and when they're not. And when they're not, I'm like, hey, let's talk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I there's like a readiness that I think that happens to want to be present with each other. And those are my people. Like, let's be present. Let's connect. Like, I'm so down for that. So um, yeah, I just, I like that you mentioned that whole, like what you, what you bring into the situation is what you'll, what you're going to find. So exactly. And one of the things that I like so much about not having, not being so attached to my phone is I find a lot of power in this ability to give people my full attention when we're one-on-one and I can see how heard they feel and Mm -hmm. how special they feel in those moments, which they are, you know, that's how you should make people feel when you're interacting with them, when they're, when you're having a conversation. And I think that that effect has kind of been lost over the years because Mm -hmm. of, you know, phones, computers, whatever, all these distractions. And so I think, I think that feeling is like what I try to seek every time I have a social interaction. And yeah, because like, you know, you don't want to be rude. You want to give someone, you want to treat someone with respect and and give them your full attention when they're talking to you and not be distracted all over the place. So yeah, Yeah, definitely. Cool. And I, I, I love that you have friends who are like, yeah, okay, that's what you need. Cool. Like, that's amazing. I really love that. So (laughs) good. We should. Yeah. Uh, As we talk about social media and like tech overuse, which, you know, like is unavoidable, I feel like at this point in time, is there anything that you would want to change about social media among like you and your friends? Hmm. I mean, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think one of the things that I've been grappling with a little bit as I'm like meeting new people because I I just finished my first year at university and so obviously I was introduced to a lot a lot of new people Mm -hmm. and I'm learning that a lot more young people than I expected value the opinion of like the public so much more (laughs) than like I I thought I thought basically um and what I mean by that is like in social situations, like we'll be going out to dinner, perhaps or going to a museum and like the primary focus might be on getting the perfect photo, right? And like mm. getting the perfect photo that looks effortless and casual, but is actually like really perfectly posed and took about 30 minutes to actually capture and like yeah. took like 300 shots in order to get that one that you will finally post. And I just find how the focus on that sucks away like all of the enjoyment that they could be experiencing Mm -hmm. if they were just to be a little bit more mindful and in the present moment and forget about showing other people that they had gone to that museum or gone to that restaurant on social media like a few hours later you know so yeah it's like I think in that way that control that social media has on a lot of people is something that I would try to eliminate as much as possible Mm -hmm. just because I don't 
what I think what, what, what bothers me so much about social media in specific, like specifically Instagram, I would say, is that it's found this way to permeate people's real life after they've closed the app. And that's what's so scary about it, right? Because, you know, people think about Instagram, about their captions, about the photos, about the people who followed or didn't follow them, who commented, who didn't comment. And like all this stuff, all this activity that goes on on Instagram, they think about all that stuff, not just when they're on the app, but also throughout random periods of the day. And I think that's what's so concerning to me. And mm-hmm. that's something that I would <laughs> certainly change how, I don't know. I think you would have to entirely alter how Instagram is structured because right. Instagram relies on this like addictive uh, algorithm that's been mm-hmm. created to keep people returning to the app. And so if we were to limit all of that, Instagram basically just wouldn't be Instagram anymore, mm-hmm. but you know, I wouldn't mind that, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's crazy when you think how much influence social media has over like reality because of to your point of saying like you know you spend hours at this museum and you're like not even enjoying it but you're spending more time at the museum curating this content that really like somebody's gonna look at for like five seconds like it and then move on and like if they know you maybe you'll get a comment but like which one has more weight like those online comments or the actual feeling of being immersed in art and being present there so that's such an excellent point because if you think about it it's like the memories that you make with the people that you care about that you'll remember forever not Mm -hmm. which post got the most likes I mean hopefully hopefully that's not what you're prioritizing but yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so it's like I think it it sucks because I'm like oh like that's a, a lifelong memory that they just yeah. missed out on, you yeah. know, and, 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 and I care about these people and that's why I want them to be able to remember these moments because mm-hmm. I know how fulfilling it feels, you know? So, yeah. yeah, definitely. I even like, have you heard the phrase like, Oh, the phone eats first kind of thing. Oh to, no, like, I haven't. No, to get like the perfect, like Instagram photo of your meal with your friends. So it's like, Oh wait, oh. hold on. Everyone wait. So everybody like stops the table phone eats first and then everybody takes like the photo and then everybody eats and I'm like that is the weirdest socially acceptable thing that we have like this norm is so weird it's oh my god totally I know I never heard of that prior to this but that's actually yeah that's hilarious but also a little bit oh my god still (laughs) concerning yeah 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 (laughs) and like I also you know I want to put it out there I still take photos sometimes of of the food I have but it's also literally one one snap you're done like you know what I mean it's Mm -hmm. not like getting the perfect thing getting the perfect lighting whatever it's like simply a photo to remember that I was at this restaurant at this time on this day with this person like that's it but it's not even being shared publicly anywhere it just sits in my camera roll just for me to to enjoy yeah to look back on yeah I love that you do that like I truly I think I need to start like practicing what (laughs) what you're talking about because (laughs) I I would like to think that my you know connection and relationship to technology has vastly improved in the past few years but like there's still things that I wish I could you know change differently and I think I might start taking you up on like just a one one shot photo let's go and then back to normal reality so yeah I'll let you I'll let you know how that goes (laughs) yeah I know please do I'm always curious because people are always like oh like give me some tips and then I give them uh-huh. some tips and then I never hear back yeah so like all right <laughs> I'm like the one freak who doesn't have Instagram 
and and I don't know it's just yeah anyway yeah but you're you're the more liberated person essentially so honestly don't worry about it I I feel pretty liberated so good good that's that's really all that matters so you know I um we first met when we were doing like our Y4Y speaker summit interview and I actually want to take a moment to announce to everyone that you're going to be joining us as a speaker and I am so excited that you're going to be with us this year. Um, is there anything that you're particularly looking forward to as you join? First of all, I'm also very excited. Thank you for inviting me to be a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> and second of all, yes, I'm excited to hear other young people's perspectives on this whole social media debacle and like whether deleting it is the way to go like permanently deleting it is the way to go or how else do they set up boundaries basically with technology because I know my my choice of of like digital wellness is a little bit more abrupt and drastic because I like just literally cold like cold turkey deleted uh, my social media platforms whereas some people like some prominent like digital wellness advocates and everything they still have social media and they even use social media to promote their message and mm-hmm. their advocacy right and so mm-hmm. I think that's like a really interesting interesting role uh, world that I want to learn about further so I'm just mm-hmm. excited for everyone's uh everyone's voices basically because you know I just love learning from people plus I do podcasting for a living so I could just Mm -hmm. hear people I listen to people talk and like talk with them for hours and hours so right yeah 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 and it's so you know like I think the really the biggest benefit too to the summit is that is for the reason that you just said like it's so many different people coming together and everybody has such a different relationship with their technology but there Mm -hmm. might be something that really can change how you view your tech use or how you view your personal relationships. And like, I think like for me, that's what I'm excited to hear too, because, you know, we have like the podcast and we hear such similar stories, but they're told in like such a different way. And -hmm. they just kind of generate that thought process differently. And that's what I'm like, oh, wow. I never thought about that before. And it like totally changes the perspective. And I love that because I think, I'm with you, like learning from other people, listening to other people is so much fun in and of itself. And then you can like gain like those little nuggets of insight and wisdom to kind of create as your own. So yeah, exactly. And we're all little digital wellness nerds. So it's great because some people I try to talk about the stuff with and they're like, okay, shut up. We get it. You don't have Instagram. (laughs) And it's like, and and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Fair, like fair. (laughs) And so here, I'm glad that this is just a space where everyone actually wants to talk about this stuff and has a lot to say. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see like what digital wellness means to everyone and how they practice it. Yeah, I'm excited too. I, I can't wait to hear from everybody else. Um, so I think this is pretty much it. Um, but I do want to give you an opportunity to like plug anything that you're doing right now or anything that's upcoming or anything like that. And I do remember you mentioning a little bit about this really cool thing called the Scout Film Festival. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What's that and how can we support you? Yeah, so the Scout Film Festival is happening this October, and it's a youth film festival, so it's for young filmmakers and also young film watchers, I guess, (laughs) and I've been invited to be a keynote speaker there, and I'll be talking all about digital wellness and creativity, 
So I'm really excited and also quite nervous for that because it's going to be one of my first in-person speaking experiences, like since the pandemic, I guess we're still in the pandemic. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's just, yeah. A first in a while, basically. And in addition to that, um, we're going to be screening the documentary that I was uh, the host of. And it's this documentary that I filmed in collaboration with This Is My Brave and Principal Pictures. Two years of high school, a little bit of college. Okay. And it's all about mental health, some uh, snippets about digital wellness and my personal experience about uh, using Instagram and all of that. So I'll be speaking there and nice. screening the documentary and I'm really excited. Oh, and I'm also, sorry, last yeah, thing. Okay. <laughs> I will also be showcasing my illustrations there. I like to make art and mm -hmm. my speech will be accompanied by my personal illustrations that people will be able to view in person as well. Oh so that sounds amazing. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm going to make sure to plug in the like extra information for this festival. Cause honestly, that sounds like so much fun. And literally, I know you're saying that you're nervous, but I've been listening to your other podcasts, your, your, the Jed conversation that you had. Oh and yeah. Like literally I'm like, you can do anything. Like <laughs> you, you're oh, so good. And like hearing your story, I like teared up a little bit and was like, oh my gosh, like I, I sympathize and empathize so much with you. Like mm -hmm. literally you're going to knock it out of the park and I will be in your front row. Like, like, yeah, you ah! go girl. Like, let's go. Cause you're, you're so sweet. Thank you. Of Ugh. course. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not just saying that like, truly I was listening to all of your stuff in preparation for today and was like, wow. Thank you. Well, no, I got to bring my A game today. <laughs> well, you did. Let me tell you a plus. Are you kidding? Thank you. No, but thank you so much. That means a lot. And yeah, no, that gives me a little bit more encouragement to take yeah. the, the nerves off from the, yeah. from the speaking event, but I really appreciate it. Also always forget how much information there is about To do a lot of stuff online too yeah and so it's funny a... because some people like I'll be doing a podcast and they'll be like oh yeah so I watched your interview from like three years ago and I'm like oh god yeah yeah and you're like oh man what interview did I which one and what yeah. did I say what did you hear yeah exactly I'm like I need to I need to erase myself from the internet <laughs> oh my gosh good luck if you can yeah I know I'm like <laughs> I don't I don't have the money for that yet <laughs> so right right yeah well Oh my goodness. I could talk to you for forever because like you said, the digital wellness nerd inside of me that lives is like, oh, there's somebody else that I can talk to. Um, yeah. because I'm, I'm a certified digital wellness educator. Oh, very and quite cool. frankly, okay. like I do not meet a lot of people who are like, Hey, so much about it. And so, um, being able to talk with you is like an elixir for the soul because I'm like, oh, you speak the language. This is great. You know? <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, we need to start our own little like like bi-monthly club or something. Yeah, we should. <laughs> because, oh my god. Because they're they're okay. Can someone start advocating for yeah. digital wellness nerd outlets? Because we don't yeah. have enough of them. Okay. We don't have a community. So right. And you one. know, also though, we're working, look up is actually working on 
like a group of people who really care about like advocacy and want to promote their work that they're doing for the digital wellness spaces with like look up the map. So literally like stay tuned because this is what we're working on. And maybe that was like a big sneak peek, but it's All it's, right. it's coming into fruition. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned, everyone. Yeah, I'll real. be staying stay tuned. tuned. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's so awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so, so much for being here. And thank you to our amazing listeners. Um, We will be back next week with a new episode for you. Stay tuned. Thanks for having me. Bye.